approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. With me today is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on, Jibs? Ain't much, man. Just waiting to see this Thursday night football game and hoping some poor players rebound this week. Helping for a 4-0 Dolphins team? Uh, No, no. No, Hoping for a 4-0 Eagles game. Uh, okay. Well, Team, and I'm going mean. to the game. So yeah, I know you are. That's awesome. Boom, boom. I'm excited for you. Hope it's four and zero. Hope we're both four and zero, and then maybe we'll see each other in the Super Bowl. Who knows? Uh, just me and Coach Jibs today. Coach John uh, is in Florida, and he is in that nasty hurricane. He's okay though. So if you're worried where he is, he's okay. We got word from him this morning that he is fine. Just no electricity, so there's no way you can do a podcast today. And why should you do that while you're in Florida right now? So. Uh, wishing for the best and everyone out there in Florida who is being um, uh, turned over on this entire hurricane right now. I've seen a lot of bad images and it kind of, it really does suck, but uh, all good faith. Hopefully everyone is okay. As many possible people could ships left my chat here. So it's okay. So like I said, guys, today is our start and sit show guys. Obviously every Thursday we do our start and shit sits or we call them sleepers and bust. I like to call them. And then we'll do some rapid fire fantasy questions at the end. And of course, if anyone has any questions, please feel free to drop them into the chat, and we will answer all of them before we get off today's podcast. So before we get into our starts and sits, let's get into some fantasy news. So guys, fantasy news-wise, there's got some things going on here. Again, mostly it's just did they practice or not practice uh, we, we mentioned a lot of the injuries from the prior week, obviously, uh, when I wasn't here on Monday. But, you know, again, Dave Montgomery misses another practice. Clearly, it looks like it's going to pave the way for Clear Herbert to start this weekend. We'll see. It's still early. We, it might change before we get to Sunday. And we'll talk about some uh, Herbert questions at the end of the show. Uh, Cordell Patterson misses a back-to-back practices now. I'm not sure what's going on with that. I mean, he is a veteran, so maybe he's just getting extended rest period because he did put the team on his back this past week. Uh, we'll have, wait to see on that. If Cordell Patterson is not good to go, Tyler Algier would be the next man up in my books. MVS is not practicing today, which probably would be a good thing for this Chiefs, uh, Chiefs offense. Less Less weapons to worry about. Uh, Dalvin Cook, full practice. So if those Alexander Madison owners, likely you're not getting a uh, Dave Mon- uh, Alexander Madison week for you, though. So it looks like Dave, uh, Alvin- Dalvin Cook is good to go. No DeAndre Swift, which is obviously paving the way for Jamal Williams to start this weekend. No CMC at practice today. We talked about this, I think, last Thursday when he had a no practice on Thursday. He played on that Sunday. I'm expecting him to play this Sunday, but obviously... Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman or B guys, you might want to pick up if that's the case. Gabe Davis, no practice today, but I don't think it's the same situation as a few weeks ago. He should be good to go. And no Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston, even though I spelled his name wrong. Uh, they're not practicing today either. We'll wait to see if how that goes again. Probably we'll know more tomorrow on Friday. So that is the fantasy news. Again, not much, just a bunch of full practices or not practicing kind of situations right now. Oh, Michael Gabb's doing a full practice, so I'm expecting him to play this weekend finally. So we'll see how that works. But that's it for the news. Let's get into our start and sits, Jibs. Who's your first sleeper running back of the weekend? This Jamal Williams or Cleo Herbert count? <laughs> uh, combo. Okay, go for it. No, man. no, no. Like, there's obvious ones. I'm gonna oh, they're go obvious ones, of course. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit lower. But um, I'm going to go Rex Burkhead. And for starters, the Texans have been able to keep up with their opponents over the last two weeks. And they let this allowed Damian Pierce to be fully utilized uh, when, like, the draft season hit. And we were all expecting him to be, like, this top-tier running back and get all the rush attempts. And he did. 
But um, I think facing the Los Angeles Chargers this week, I think this could be a game where they do face that negative game script, game script. And I believe Rex Burkhead could be utilized on third downs in a two-minute offense and definitely in the fourth quarter when they have to catch up and get points. So I do like Rex Burkhead this week as a sleeper running back. Don't start him, but sleeper. Right. I mean, possible flex option, depending on what kind of league you have, obviously. But yeah, definitely an interesting option. He has been, uh, he's been pretty good so far this year in terms of PPR value. I mean, he's what? Hold on. If I had the stats. I mean, he has 16 targets over the first three games of the year. Not terrible. So definitely worthy of some kind of sleeper potential this week for sure. So like that, Jibs. Oh, my first sleeper, guys. I'm going with Kenneth Walker, the rookie running back from Seattle, uh, Detroit gets killed by running backs this year they've allowed six rushing touchdowns on the year one in each game at least two rushing touchdowns in two of the first three games they played in while walker has been kind of working his way back from an injury this offseason uh he has been getting some work here and there but travis homer is now on the ir for the next four weeks and while seattle might seem to be somewhat cautious to overwork walker into the offense that early i think in a matchup like this you have to get this man more involved and I don't think you can trust Rashad Penny to just dominate the entire carries and not be able to stay healthy. Well, he's a good start as himself. I think Walker has potential to see an upside and possibly more playing time in a matchup that could end up being uh, favorable in their way. It could be, very much could be. Even though the Lions have looked well, could be a favorable matchup for Seattle, which would allow Kenneth Walker to see more rushing. Uh, so in a, you know, maybe a two-flex play, he could be a nice, interesting flex option for you in, in week four. So. All right, Coach Dibbs, who is your second sleeper running back? Sleeper running back and a guy you should look to in on to, or maybe a stash for next week, is Craig Reynolds. He'll be a pinch manager, a pitch option for managers this weekend. But uh, we've seen both linebacks be viable fantasy options throughout the season. So <laughs> we know Jamal Williams is the, the talk of the town, but the Seahawks give up the eighth most points to fantasy. I mean, to running backs this season and Jamal Williams is going to get the lead duties, but coach Campbell has used two running backs since he's became the head coach. And I expect Craig Reynolds to get like 10 to 12 touches. I don't think they're going to be high value touches because we see Jamal Williams be using the goal line, but it's just someone this to be, this isn't, this is my case for him though. I could see him being impactful at least. Well, I do love that because obviously Craig Reynolds was one of my here. <laughs> so Sorry, I don't go. hate that. No, it's it's okay. Let's bring no, some more stats on. No, no, no. I'll I'll let you just have that there. I think you answered <laughs> basically everything that I was gonna say about him if I'm I'm not mistake mistaken. So so I guess from my second sleeper here, I'm gonna go with uh, JD McKissick. Um, JD McKissick has been stepping up over the last few weeks after that bad week one performance here over the last two weeks. Now he has 16 targets. Again, the yards have not accumulated too much, but there's a lot of targets to go there. And at at offense where, you know, they have to play the Cowboys, a division rival game here. We saw, you know, Saquon have four catches for over 40 yards last week on Monday night football. And JD McKissick just seems to be involved in this offense here whether we like it or not, obviously for those Antonio Gibson owners, but uh, it's going to be an important game, which I expect this game to be somewhat of a high-scoring game because both defenses aren't the best, or at least the commander's defense is not good and the Cowboys' defense is so-so, so which will allow a hopefully high-scoring game, which would give J.D. McKissick an opportunity to get targets in the backfield there and hopefully do something well with that. So if you're looking for some type of sleeper running back in full-point PPR leagues, J.D. McKissick is that man for you. All right. So let's go from sleepers to busts. Jibs, who is your bust this week at the RB position? I'm taking Jeff Folson Jr. And he's been a helpful hero to some of my rosters this year, especially to other managers who are going through running back issues. But I just find it hard that he's going to produce the 75 rushing yards that he's been giving us the last two weeks against this Rams defense. They got the second fewest fantasy points to the running backs, and they haven't allowed a rusher to gain more than 50 yards so far this season. You know, Jeff Wilson's also going to be splitting some time with Debo back there, and it's just going to be a muck. Like, I hope Jeff Wilson does come through, but I'm slower on him this week. I can agree with that. I, I do like that one there a lot. It's going to be a tough matchup for, for sure with that Rams uh, front seven there. I did forget to mention how we did last week, Jibs. I apologize to everyone. Who uh, was well, let's finish this and then we'll uh, slide that in there. We'll slide it at the end. All right. All right. It's fine. All right. So for my first bust, guys, I'm going with uh, J.K. Dobbins. 
while it's great to see J.K. Dobbins back on the field this week, he's got another tough matchup with the Buffalo Bills, who've actually allowed the fewest rushing yards this season here. They don't really allow much in the air game either for the running back position as well. And while their defense might be, you know, banged up a little bit, it's mostly in the secondary. It's not in that front seven there that has been pretty dominant all season at this point here. Chase Edmonds, yeah, had two touchdowns last week, which was great for the, for his value, but the yardage that him and he mostly put on were pretty minical, uh, to say the least. And uh, I think they had under 30 yards rushing for the day here. JD, uh, JD, uh, JD got JK Dobbins looked good, but he's still like he's splitting some work here. I don't think they're going to fully trust him taking over this backfield while he barely led. The, he didn't lead. He didn't even lead the backfield last week. Justice Hill did lead the backfield and I expect him to maybe lead it this week, but I don't think it's going to be by much. And I expect Hill to be very involved in this offense still. And uh, Dobbins, I think is just going to see another poor efficient game because I, I this front seven is very dangerous. So, uh, for me, JD, uh, JD, I want to say JD so badly. JK Dobbins is one of my busts this week in fantasy. All right, Jibs, back over to you, my friend. What do we got? No, you're on mute, my friend, or uh, your mic's messed up. Mike's always messed up. I'm going to oh, go yeah. with Antonio Gibson. Dallas gives up the 12 fans, 12 fewest points of running backs this year. And um, Gibson's efficiency is starting to bother mm-hmm. me. Gibson's production is falling off a cliff. If you see what I'm saying, um, he gained 58 rushing yards in week one on 14 rushing attempts. And then the last two weeks, he has 66 yards on 26 rushing attempts. He's getting saved by the touchdowns so much this season. And he's one of the leading, um, I think he is the leading uh, goal line rusher uh, as a running back. So Mm, he has that going for him. But um, J.D. McKissick, your man, he's been turning receptions and stealing all his work in the receiving game. So without the receiving work, Gibson's just a touchdown dependent running back in my opinion. So see silver lining is we did see Barkley score against them, but like, I, I think it's going to be a hard game. I'm kind of off on these um, commanders. All right. I, I don't hate it. Obviously Gibson is definitely someone who is falling uh, in, in terms of, you know, see, uh, rest of season kind of rankings in my book because of what's going on with his usage overall. So I like that one there. So for my second RB bus, I'm going with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, and no. Clyde has been good. He's been really good. He's had an average of about 14-plus fantasy points each game of the first week, three weeks of the season. Well, now he gets to go against the Buff- uh, Buffalo, God, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have actually allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to running backs at this point. And... And you look at the fantasy points, you're like, wow, Clyde's a top 10 fantasy running back. When you actually look at the stats, it, it's mostly due to touchdowns and he's getting the ball on the backfield, which is which is great and all. Uh, but the Bill, uh, Bucks are really good at stopping both the ground and air for running backs this coming season here. And he actually hasn't led his team in snaps yet this season here. And, it, and it's concerning that that maybe Jarrett McKinnon is more trusted on, on important down plays than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, just like Antonio Gibson with J.D. McKissick. I don't know unless 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 Clyde gets five plus targets in this game here and and or scores it could be a really bad day. I mean he had seven carries for zero yards last week. I mean the efficiency is not there. He's just getting lucky with touchdowns and enough receptions to keep him alive. I, I don't expect that to be the case this week, and I expect him uh, to be in a very slump game where he doesn't finish as a top twenty four guy. So for me, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is my second bust of the day. Due to regress. Due to regress. I like that. All right. Over to the wide receivers now, Jibs. Who is your first sleeper wide receiver of the day? Josh Reynolds. And nice. we're just going to pick on the Seahawks because they gave up the seven. They actually are pretty good against wide receivers. They give the seven fewest points. But I just want to make this case because, like you mentioned in the, the news segment, Alman Ra hasn't practiced in two days. Chark has missing practice. Swift's gone. And there's like no receivers for the Lions. They're going to be relying on the bottom feeders of the roster. So I think Josh Reynolds last week filled in admirably. I think he has six catches, 90 some yards. And hey, if that's really, if that's golf's leading man, we saw last year, he kind of went in late season and um, kind of produced in a couple games. So um, even so, I think he'll be all right, like desperation flex. And the Seahawks do give up 
fancy points to number one receivers. Judy had 18.2 half PPR points. Debo had 12.9. London had 12.2. So if he's the number one guy, it kind of looks like he's going to be pretty efficient for the day. Yeah, uh, you can definitely make a case for Josh Reynolds for sure, especially if he gets that slot role, which is something that obviously Jared Goff loves to throw to, especially that short distance area. And he obviously has an old connection with Josh Reynolds from their days back in uh, Los Angeles. So it's a good one there, Jibs. All right, over to my first sleeper of the day. It's Brandon Ayuk, guys. Um, you know, they play in the Rams, which sounds like a tough matchup, but they have actually allowed the fourth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this coming season here. And I expect there's to be a lot of focus on Debo Samuels and George Kittle now that he's back on the field, which, you know, will leave options open for Brandon Ayuk to produce in this game here. And, you know, he's seen back-to-back games of eight-plus targets. Uh, actually, not eight-plus, but eight targets the last two games each game. And, you know, him and Jimmy G have a, a decent connection, which I expect him to be able to put a nice outing this week in fantasy. So if you're looking for a flex option, you see Brandon Ayuk, he should probably be in your flex play this week because he should end up putting a pretty solid performance in fantasy. What's going on, Kyle? What Thanks for joining us. As always, my friend. Love it. All right, Jib. So who is your number two wide receiver sleeper of the day? It is going to be Richie James, and I don't think he's going to blow up or anything like that, but he's definitely going to be a safe option in PPR leagues. The Giants wide receiver core is just a disaster. They lost Shepard for the year. Tony has been lackluster. He's been injured. Galladay has been a shell of the player he once was. Can't get playing time, and Wondell Robinson has been kind of missing since the first week. So this makes Richie James, who surprisingly has been the most consistent Giants receiver in my opinion, although it's kind of meaningless yards. He's kind of like Jacoby Myers late. Of the Patriots, so um, he's had recorded four receptions in every game so far. He has had at least five targets in every game so far. So like, but he just hasn't gotten more than four, 59 receiving yards. So Giants, if they want to kind of keep this uh, mojo alive and get some more wins, I think they're going to have to rely on Richie James a lot more than they probably didn't anticipate in the beginning of the season. So, all right, As, that's definitely a good deep sleeper. I not many people believe that. Uh, uh, about that because he hasn't producing and i had him as a uh, as a waiver wire pickup i think last week or something like that so i like that one there jibs for sure all right uh over to my second sleeper it's noah brown and even with michael gallup coming back and that might be turning people off from even considering noah brown as an option but i don't know if michael gallup actually comes back and just sees his regular workload off the bat i think he gets in a, a nice amount of play, snaps in maybe like 30 40 snaps a percentage snaps i'm sorry and that's it for we, at least this coming week here. And I think uh, Noah Brown has a connection with Cooper Rush in this game here. The commanders give up uh, the second most fantasy points per game to wide receivers this coming season here. And he's been good. He's been good this year. I mean, he has at least five targets and 50 yards in each game this season. He was the one who stepped up when we thought it was Jalen Tobert or somebody else when Michael Gaff wasn't going to be able to play the first few weeks of the season. He's been playing pretty well. I don't expect him to just go away out of nowhere. I expect him to see a pretty – his snap share might come down a little bit, but he should end up having a pretty good game against a pretty favorable opponent this week. So for me, Noah Brown is my sleeper wide receiver this week. Okay, Jibs. So from sleepers to bust now, my friend, who do you have as a bust this week? Oh. Oh. Oh, God. I'm going with DJ Moore, and I'm hopeful – I'm going to put the reverse jinx on him, guys. But, and I'm hopefully he kind of performs like the third and fourth round receiver that we drafted him to be. But I think, in my opinion, Moore is practically unplayable at this point. Even as bad as the Cardinals have been on defense and offense, they have done decent job against wide receivers this year. The only one wide receiver has gotten more than 10 half PPR fantasy points, and that was Cooper Cup last week. DJ Moore is not Cooper Cup. This offense is not the Rams offense and I just don't trust uh, the the connection with Baker Mayfield I think DJ Moore is a poor man's Richie James and I'm gonna plant my flag and say that but um he could blow up I'm not saying stardom but like I don't even think we could temper our expectations <laughs> he could go up but I'm just I just think it's a disaster uh, I, I like that. I mean, I think people are still trying because I think this is a matchup makes more sense to maybe play DJ Moore. So I, I like that the opinion of not wanting to play him still, even though it's not favorable, but it's definitely better than they've seen over the last few weeks. But yeah, I don't think I'm comfortable enough to even consider starting DJ Moore right now, honestly, even though it's it's a slightly better matchup. 43 receiving yards. Yeah, that's pretty bad. All right, so I'm going to keep it big here too. 
I don't know. You're probably not going to sit this individual, but you should definitely be concerned about his big playability in this game because I don't think there's going to be one. And it's Devontae Adams with the obviously the Raiders. Now you're likely to start him, but it might not be successful for your fantasy team. And, you know, if he didn't get those touchdowns over the last two weeks, he actually produced less than 10 fantasy points over the last two weeks without those touchdowns. And those touchdowns basically saved his fantasy day each and every single week here. Uh, There's definitely some concerned uh, that he's seeing a heavy workload, but he's not being efficient with it. Whether they're they're double teaming Devontae Adams and forcing Derek Carr to go a different direction. And that's what I've seen in game so far. Denver has allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers this coming season here. Patrick Sertan looks a stud cornerback at this point and likely will probably be uh, shadowing to some extent a Devontae Adams in this game would probably help over the top and maybe a second cornerback. Uh, it could just be a bad game, Devontae Adams here, where he maybe sees four for 50. And again, that's not terrible, but it's not great for fantasy. And I'd be looking elsewhere for uh wide receiver position, but I know you're going to probably have to start him because he is Devontae Adams. So, All right, so we do have some questions. Cameron, a fan favorite, always in here. I love it. Cameron, what's going on, man? How are you? Back again with my 16-team league full-point PPR question. Is CMC worth trading? Someone in my league is hurting for running backs. Should I trade? Should I be offering them CMC for Jamar Chase? Oof. Oof, 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 oof. oof, oof. He, he does say in a few next comment that his current RBs are CMC, Saquon, Hunt, Hines, and Madison. Wide receivers are AJ Brown, Cooper, Amar, uh, Cooper, Amari Cooper, Ayuk, Rondell Moore, and KJ Osborne, and obviously stashing Jameson Williams. Uh if you do that, I would try to do like a twofer. Yeah, I would want to like give him a wide receiver back and get another running back back. I mean, I like I like Saquon and Hunt can be serviceable, but Hines now to me is just doesn't really produce enough to make him worthy. Even in full point PPR, he just hasn't done enough for me to be comfortable with him as my third uh, running back right now. And Madison's only if Davin Cook gets hurt, which could happen. I, yeah, I would rather do a two for one, Cameron, like Jib said. I think that's a smart move. If you could do a not two for one, I'm sorry for just, you know, get another RB back, but give a wired receiver up. I mean, I don't know what's on his team, but if you could maybe give up, I don't know, Brandon, I, you can get someone back and for your RB spot, I'd be okay with something similar to that. I don't know how you feel about that. Jibs. No, I agree. Yeah. I think that's the best. I don't know if I would want to do straight up trade, straight up trade, even though you're getting Jamar chase, uh, I mean, just you're losing out on an important running back position where you could probably maybe, in at least in 16-man leagues, get another running, get another wide receiver if you need to. It's very hard to come by RBs in a 16-man league. So unless you were doing a two-for-one and going after another direction there, I would rather do that for uh, CMC. But doing straight up, it's not. I don't care for it. So, All right, uh, let's get over to our next set of fan- wide receiver busts, and then we'll get back to some fantasy questions here. All right, Jibs, who is your second wide receiver bust? Oh, um, Adam Lazard. And then the Patriots do get the second fewest points to their wide receivers this year. They're averaging 127 yards per game to the position weekly. And then this is more of like a, like a football concept. Like they're going against Bill Belichick. He's a good defensive coach. Like they know the Packers don't have anything out there. They have Alan Lazard and basically, um, I forget their tight end, but um, they're going to force Alan Zard out of the game, forcing Aaron Rodgers to rely on some of those rookie options and making them perform, in my opinion. So, and Rodgers hasn't been that good this year. He's basically hovering around like 33 or 32 pass attempts per game. So I don't even think there's going to be, um, he, this might be a run first game for me. So I'm just kind of out on Lazard this week. All right, I mean, yeah, he's been very touchdown dependent so far this coming season. So it's definitely hard to con- completely trust him, especially in a tough matchup that they're going to have this week here. So I get I get the reasoning for for the potential bust for sure. They're All right, block uh, out of that game. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So for my second bust of the day here, it's Brandon Cooks. It's really hard to trust Brandon Cooks right now. He's seen his targets and yardage drop each of the last three weeks. He doesn't seem to have a big connection with, uh, you know. Davis Mills at this point, and and it's definitely concerning. While the Chargers are a decent team against wide receivers, 
they do have a pretty solid secondary, and I'm concerned that Brandon Cooks just doesn't get the job done for you this week and puts up another mediocre, you know, five for 45 or five for 50, and it ends up just being a, a bad fantasy week overall for him. If you're looking for upside, I don't think it's Brandon Cooks right now. Usually you could say Brandon Cooks gets you 16 fantasy points most weeks, but right now he's, you know, he's averaging about like 10. So, I mean, it's not terrible. But, you know, as, in terms of wide receivers, that's like a wide receiver, low-end wide receiver three, not a mid-range wide receiver two, which he usually is. Uh, so, for me, this week, Brandon Cooks is somebody I am not high on right now. So, all right, let's get back to some more questions here. Ring chasing. All right, thoughts on my team. Where it need help? All right, you have Wilson, assuming Russ. You have Barkley, Taylor, and Javante. Javante. He does say Javante later on, yes. Uh, let's see. Wide receivers are Evan Sutton, Samuels. I'm assuming Curtis Samuel, just based on how the team is structured, and I'm assuming Jonathan Taylor. If I can, unless you're thinking of someone else, Jibs, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's a good team. Yeah, it's a good he team. Just, he just needs to, I guess, like, if anything, this upgrade the wide receivers. I don't see, like, he has a three-header monster at running back, and he just needs to hit on a wide receiver. Like yeah, the wide receivers look at themselves. Like Sutton's top five in the NFL in rece- uh, receiving yards so far. And Curtis Samuel has been like a godsend in PPR leagues. And he does say it's a PPR league. So top 10. Maybe sell Curtis Samuel and get yourself a bona fide wide receiver. Good potentially someone who's struggling right now. Does anyone know in particular might be struggling? Maybe you want to go after I mean, I kind of like Curtis Samuel this year. I think he's, I do too. <laughs> he's legit right now. I think I don't expect his role to change as long as he stays healthy. He's he's okay. I mean, I think this team is pretty good overall. I'm assuming you're two and one, maybe, probably two and one, maybe one and two at the moment, potentially with the wide receiver situations. Uh, I don't really oh, see you much. Quarterback though, there it is. Yeah, it's Wilson is the issue right now. Unless you can find somebody else, it says a 10, 10, 10 man league. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, he said 10 man. No, he didn't say yeah. 10 man. I was missing something else. Yeah. So I think the team's pretty good. You might want to just look for a different quarterback situation if you can. He's two and one. All right. Uh, I, just because Evans didn't play last week, Taylor didn't do well last and week. And Russ has been dog shit. And Russ so. has been pretty dog. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm expecting at least a two on one record. It's a good team. I think long term toward the season, Russ figures it out at some point, which will help. Uh, Quentin Sutton be really good in fantasy. Waller is just a kind of a boomer bus guy right now, and David and Joku is kind of similar. So you kind of can play them on and off. I mean, you have a great RB core you shouldn't have to worry about. Samuels is, is, is a nice wide receiver three. Evans is going to be back and playing well because he's not going to hopefully be suspended anymore. So it's, it comes down to Russ. If you can find a, obviously a quarterback on waivers somewhere, then maybe go that way. But your team's solid. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, let's go to another question here. Let's go to Shade. Devontae Smith or Curtis Samuel, full point PPR? Same Obviously. with the hot hand. Which hot hand? They're both hot hands. Uh, I know. <laughs> Batman or Curtis Samuel. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm going to go with Devonta Smith just for the upside that he presents. Uh, Jags have looked a little bit better, obviously, on defense, but I I like the upside, and he's seen the workload, and I I think A.J. Brown did not practice today. I think think he'll be okay, but he did not practice today, so that is something. Uh, So we'll split on it. I think you go either direction, honestly, and pretty much be okay, honestly. I don't think you have to worry about which direction you go. I think both should be able to perform as a top 24 wide receiver this week. All right, all right. Uh, he's saying going back and forth with Stafford and Russ, but both are iffy. Same here, brother. Same uh, here. It's, they're both tough matchups. Uh, who does Denver play this week? Why can't I think who Denver plays? The Raiders, right? Yeah, they play the Raiders. So Russ should be good to go for this week at least. Hopefully he can get things going. Hopefully both these guys get things going, but Russ should be the probably the play this week if you're going to pick somebody. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll get, in, we'll get to another question in a few seconds here. Let's get a uh, word from our sponsor real quick before we get going here, guys. Obviously, our sponsor is No House Advantage. Uh, and because you guys helped us out so well, hopefully, we are getting extended another month 
as a sponsor with them, which is really great news here. Loved working with them so far. But let me tell you about No House Advantage because I've been playing it and it's been a lot of fun to play, a lot of fun ways to make money. But with No House Advantage, it's changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You play in their pick'em contest versus other people for a shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. You download the app, you choose a context, you play some player props, you earn points for each correct pick, and you climb the leaderboard for your shot at the big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit on all your picks. I got so close a couple of times. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, you bet up to five player props over unders and individual player matchups across every major sport league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. You sign up with the promo code COACHES at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app at the app stores and to get your first deposit match up to $25. I got it. It was awesome. Uh, make sure you check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play and you don't want to miss out. So nohouseadvantage.com, promo code coaches, guys, help us out. Uh, we actually have an article that comes out every Saturday uh, by Coach Hunter, and he actually does some of the player props, and I've used them, and they do work out very well. So check it out at our website or go to nohouseadvantage.com. All right, so let's go to um, let's go to one more question, then we'll get back to the our work here. Uh, should I trade Clear Herbert for T. Higgins? His running backs are Dalvin Cook, Robinson, and Hall. They're great running backs to have. Wide receivers are Dig Lockett, DJ Moore, Lazard, Hopkins. Absolutely. Because smash that and flip a wide receiver it. later. Yes. Trade somebody later because Herbert might be starting this week, but Dave Montgomery will be back at some point, which will kill Herbert's value unless Dave Montgomery gets really hurt at some other point. T. Higgins is a, is a top-tier, top wide receiver two option that will probably go right next to Stefan Diggs in your lineup. Absolutely. Smash it. All right, Jibs. Let's get back to the tight ends now that we didn't start yet. Who's your tight end sleeper this week, brother? Um, well, I did see Miss Practice today, so I'm just going to put the Browns tight ends. But my, I was going to lean into Joku, of course. Uh, the Falcons give the second most points to tight ends. They allow three starting mm-hmm. tight ends to have ten and a half, ten and a half more half PPR points in three straight matches. So they're scoring touchdowns. They're getting the production. I think this is easy smash spot for Njoku or Harrison Bryan if he doesn't play. Yeah, uh, so I much like, production. Yeah, I, I like that matchup. That's that's that is a good play for sure. Love that. All right, so my sleeper tight end, I'm going with Dan, uh, Daniel Bellinger from the New York Giants. Now, last week uh, Bellinger had four, had four catches for forty some yards and looked pretty good. Uh, he finally got himself a a play last week, got more playing time, and and looked good doing it. Uh, now Sterling Shepard's out for the season, so there's no safety blanket over the middle unless you count Richie James, which is okay because he's a sleeper. But the teams after that, it's just the Wash, Kenny G, David Stills. Yeah, it's not a lot of options there. Uh, Bellinger could end up seeing some decent work in this offense here, giving uh, Daniel Jones some kind of safety blanket over the middle. And, and they're going to have to because the Bears defense is pretty tough. So they're going to have to find options in, in many different ways here. They're probably going to be locked down at the wide receiver positions, which will probably help open up the middle of the field and the short yardage, which will help Bellinger kind of have a pretty decent overall game this week. He, he's a pretty solid tight end as a rookie who, you know, made a starting roster early on. So he should be someone, if you're looking for a tight end this week, you don't like your options, I would be going for that for sure. All right. Let's see. Do we have another question here? Oh, here we go. Uh, We got a tough question for you all to start. Javante Williams or Curtis Samuel? (laughs) I'm probably going to start Javante Williams still. Uh, He's been efficient with his work. It's been a tough... Tough to see him have to split time with Melvin Gordon, but the matchup is favorable enough for him. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Raiders are really bad against running backs this season. Yeah, they give up the third most fantasy points to running backs this year. So for me, Javante Williams makes so much sense. Javante for me too, and he can catch the ball as well. So he can't catch the ball running back. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get the understanding of a tough question because Curtis Samuel is a has been a nice streak, but consistent, <laughs> consistent, yeah. But uh, Javante should end up having a pretty solid outing. So all right, so let's get back to the tight ends, Jibs. Who do you got for your tight end bust this week? 
Oh, Pat Firemuth, and I just have concerns with the Steelers and whether they're going to do the um, QB change and his usage has kind of been weird this year. It seems like whenever George Pickens is involved, he's not involved. Like we literally had to wait till the fourth quarter last week for him to catch two passes. Um, so that's practically a goose egg. The Jets have given up the 13th fewest fantasy points to tight ends. They haven't allowed a tight end to score a touchdown. You know, that guy, Mark Andrews, he only had 52 yards receiving. So since then, it's been going down. Harrison Bryant had 45, and Joku had 32 yards, same team. But, you know, Steelers ain't throwing that much. And, you know, they had problems scoring touchdowns through the air. So, like, I'm just kind of off on Pat this week. Yeah, I respect it. Don't hate that option at all. All right, for my tight end bus, it's going to be Irv Smith. Now, Irv Smith has played well over the last few weeks now, which might encourage fantasy owners to want to play him because he's played pretty decent over the last two weeks. But the Saints are a tough matchup. They've actually allowed the second second fewest fantasy points per game to tight ends. And Smith isn't even a full-time player as a terms of a tight end. He's only seen about 50% of the work here. He's playing, uh, you know, second – well, not second fiddle, but he's splitting time with – um. Uh, Johnny Muddick, I can't think of his last name, but I think that's how you pronounce it. I could be completely wrong, but uh, he's splitting time with his backup tight end here. And in a matchup where I think Justin Jefferson tries to get things going again, and they use KJ Osborne a little bit more this week, I think Irv Smith ends up having himself a pretty a pretty mediocre outing once again and, and kind of falls probably out of the graces of a lot of fantasy, you know, because I think they expected bigger things out of him this season. So for me, that is my bust this week. So, all right, Jibs. Give me your first quarterback sleeper. Marcus Mariota, and he's not throwing for tons of passing yards weekly, but I just found some relief in his usage on the ground. He has at least six rush attempts in every game so far. He scored a rushing touchdown in two out of three games. So, like, you do have some rushing upside. That's six points instead of four points if you're so you're getting two more there um i just like his prospects of facing the lightly battered browns defense we know Clowney has been out hopefully miles garrett can play but he's been day to day so they also give up to the 12th most points to quarterback so like if you're in a pinch and you want someone to just kind of go off on a whim i don't think marcus Merritt is a bad option at all yeah, no, I don't think that's a bad option at all. I mean, I, he's been playing well enough to keep himself from losing his job, which is pretty interesting, that's for sure. All right, uh, mm-hmm. so my QB sleeper this week is Cooper Rush. Weird to say it about a Cowboys guy, but oh, yeah. uh, Cooper Rush, yeah. He's the Coop. The Coop, <laughs> yeah. He played well. He didn't obviously do that well last week against the Giants, but they're a little bit of a tougher defense. But the Commanders have allowed the fifth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year, and... You know, with Michael Gallup hopefully coming back, which will help Cooper Rush, and then obviously hopefully the return of Dalton Schultz, he should be in for a pretty solid outing. Again, expect this game I mentioned before, pretty high scoring, like a 24 or 28 game. And I think Cooper Rush ends up having a pretty strong fantasy day where he finishes at like a top 15 option for you in fantasy. So if you're looking for a sleeper at the quarterback position, Cooper Rush for me, I, I like his potential this week. All right, ring chase is back again. Um, we got who you got bigger on Jordan Palmer or Palmer. Yeah. Jordan Palmer or Mac Collins. Uh, is he talking Josh? I think he's talking Josh Palmer. Yeah. That's why I was probably I was like, Jordan Palmer. Palmer. I was like, who the hell is that? Uh, I think <laughs> Carson brother, Carson Palmer's brother. <laughs> uh, well, definitely be Mac Collins in that point, but I, I'm pretty sure he's talking um, about Josh Palmer. So I just, I guess for like a week. Uh, I don't know. I'll take Josh Palmer rest of the season, but Matt Collins without Renfro practicing for the fifth day is a kind of appealing option too. Yeah, no, def- I definitely definitely get that. I'm probably going Palmer too because I don't know if Keenan Allen's going to be able to survive all season with that hamstring injury. And I just. I like him like long-term for this season. I think he ends up having a pretty sizable role in this offense. Hollins, I like too, but I don't know. I mean, he did well because he was at wide receiver two last week. No Hunter Renfro. The week before, he had a pretty solid outing, but that was a pretty long game for the Raiders as they played the Cardinals in overtime. So I think a lot of his work has just come from being seeing the opportunity. I think Renfro comes back and sees the targets once again. 
unless they, you know, unless the Raiders do not like him after fumbling in an important game that prior week. But uh, for me, it's Josh Palmer rest of the season right now. All right, uh, let's let's get back to these last two quarterback situations, and we'll get to another fantasy question here. So, Jibs, who's your QB bust this week? Uh, Kyler Murray, and I'm very, very, very worried about him. Um, he's been pretty mediocre this season besides two Herculean fourth-quarter efforts. This offense is in shambles. They can't run the ball. James Conner's banged up. Their wide receivers court is besieged at the moment without Hopkins. Green's out with the bone bruise. And Rondell Moore is practicing, which is kind of like uh, some reinforcements, but it's not enough reinforcements for Kyle Murray. The Panthers give up the 10th fewest points to quarterbacks this season, although they haven't played anyone noteworthy. They haven't given up um, – the most points they've given up to a game was James Winston, which is last week at 16.6 fancy points per game. They haven't allowed a quarterback to score more than two. I mean, they – yeah, no quarterback to score two passing touchdowns against them. So, like, I – Kyle Murray, nope. You're in the doghouse this week. All right. I, I can respect that. Kyle Murray is definitely definitely underperformed last week. He definitely needs DeAndre Hopkins. All right. Uh, so for my quarterback bust this week, it's Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr has put up pretty respectable fantasy numbers because he has to throw the ball a ton. Uh, but there's a reason why the Raiders are 0-3 at this point here. Denver is probably the toughest defense ever going to play it to, to point at this moment. And they're a top 10 unit versus quarterbacks this year. They get pressure at the quarterback. They turn the ball over. Derek Carr already has four picks on the season. And if you saw in week one, when he had three picks, he had he put up like a 14, 15 point fantasy day. And I'm expecting a similar outing compared to the last two weeks where he's put almost close to 20 plus fantasy points. And without Hunter Renfro again, uh, it could end up being another turnover prone day for Derek Carr he's just been throwing the ball out there every which way and for me I'd like to stay away from Derek Carr if I can this week in fantasy all right a boy Kyle Superflex dynasty trade I made curse to get your thoughts guys I gave up Devin Singletary and got a 2023 second I love it I think it's a I think it's a smart move uh, I don't think anyone would ever give up a first for Devin Singletary. He'd have to do like some magical stuff this year, which I don't think is going to be in his arsenal at all. I just don't see it with the, with the wide receivers coming back and healthy and with James Cook and Zach Moss being involved. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid value for him overall. Uh, I don't think you're getting any more out of that. And uh, it's a good trade. Man, you did it right. You sold them right after you had that game, that good game, and then boom, like you just left them, left another manager with his problems and his headaches. I'm sure he's probably been on the roster for a moment of time. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, so we are going over to a rapid fire. Again, if you guys have any final questions, please feel free to throw them in the chat because we will be finishing up very shortly. All right, I agree. I don't see Singletary being worth a first. Nice that we agree, Kyle. I like it. All right. So let's get over to some uh, rapid-fire questions, Jibs. Quarterback situations here. Uh, let's see. Jared Goff or Derek Carr? Goff. Jared Goff, yes. Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers? Goff. I'm going to stick with Rodgers still on that one. I don't know if I trust him enough. Uh, let's see here. Carson Wentz or Trevor Lawrence? Carson Wentz. Yes, back to Carson Wentz. I like Trevor, but it's not his week. Uh, Carson Wentz or Matthew Stafford? (laughs) Wentz. Wentz. Uh, Yes, I am going to go with Wentz as well. Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins? Mm. Probably going to go back on Wilson finally. Yeah, I think it was the Wilson week. Yeah, I think Russell has his week finally. All right, so over to some tight ends here. Uh, let's see here. David Njoku or Gerald Everett? All right, if, depending on circumstances, if he plays, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Njoku over Everett if Keenan Allen doesn't not play. All right, yeah, If I think if Keenan's out, Jeffrey Everett, if Keenan plays, give me Njoku. Uh, what about Tyler Conklin or Tyler Higby? I'm going to go Conklin. Yeah, Conklin's been playing very well, seeing a lot of targets in this offense. Um, Dawson Knox or Evan Ingram? Anyone but Knox. 
Anyone but Knox. Evan Ingram. All right. Evan Ingram gets a shot this week. All right. I like it. Um, let's see here. Robert Tunyon or Tyler Conklin? I'm going to go with Tunyon. I'm going to stick with Conklin on this one still. Definitely like Conklin better. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Cameron said something here. If Davin Cook is out, I'm definitely flexing Madison. If he's not, I'm leaning towards flexing Hunt. But then I put three Browns in my silent coupon. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I mean, they all might hit too. That's the funny thing. They all really might hit. In this particular matchup, they actually might all hit. They but pretty much almost all hit last week besides Hunt being stuffed three times. Yeah. I mean, if you have someone else, Cameron, just let us know. Maybe we can help you out with that Hunt question. Here you go. Um, what do you guys uh, think? Uh-huh. Bad idea. Should I flex um, Brandon? Um, oh, Brandon Ayuk got him tired, guys. Brandon Ayuk or uh, Cream Hunt? Personally, mm, this is a tough question. I mean, Ayuk's one of my sleepers this week. <sighs> I can't justify putting three Browns in your in your starting lineup, no matter what happens. So I would probably flex Ayuk if I have to. Personally, that's the way I see it. I don't know how you feel about it, Jibs. Oh, yeah. The matchup is favorable for IU technically based on the fantasy points per game that the Rams do give up. And he's not going to be the probably number one focus on this defense. So IU, I think, should have a pretty solid outing. Yeah, I think that's basically it. <laughs> that's the way I see it. All right. Let's get back to some more questions here. Let's head over to the wide receivers here. All right. Uh, Christian Kirk or CD Lamb? I'm going to go with CD. CD, yes. Uh, Tara McLaurin or Devonta Smith? Smitty. Slim Reaper. Yes. Give me Devonta Smith. Uh, let's see. Chris Olave or Rashad Bateman? Olave season in full effect. Yes. I do like Olave right now. Uh, Garrett Wilson or Jerry, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster? With Zach, uh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't even put this in the news. With yeah. uh, Zach Wilson back at quarterback, finally, my boy. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go Wilson. He has the the, the coach's backing, so they, they can't mess it up. Yes, give me give me Wilson. All right, Elijah Moore or Romeo Dobbs. Give me the Dobbs. Yeah, give me one. I need a proven week before I can put more in the lineup. I respect it. Um, what about Traylon Burks or Romeo Dobbs? Oh, I want to say. I want to go with Burks upside. Burks upside. All right. Uh, I'm probably going to go with Dobbs still. Ah. Your camera says, agreed with Jibs on Knox. Anyone but Knox. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone but love Knox. Love it. <laughs> Love it, love it. All right, all right, all right. So let's go to some RBs real quick here, and we'll finish up for the night. Again, any fantasy questions, guys, throw them in real quick. Uh, right, let's talk with Clear Herbert, because he's likely to start this week. Clear Herbert or Cordell Patterson? Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. Herbert or James Robinson? Mm. I'll go James Robinson still. I'll stick, yeah, James Robinson. Uh, no, I'm going to go Herbert. If Herbert starts from himself, I'm going Herbert. Um, Damien Pierce or Claire Herbert? Claire Herbert. Claire Herbert, okay. Let's get to some more tougher ones. Claire Herbert or Alvin Kamara, who's not played well? I'm sticking with Kamara. Uh, I might go Herbert on that too, damn. Um, Dalvin Cook, who's scheduled to play, or Claire Herbert? (laughs) Dalvin Cook, of course. Davin Cook. Okay. We're not, not getting ahead of ourselves here. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to stick with that too. Yeah. Davin Cook makes sense. It's just the right move. All right. Zeke Elliott or Josh Jacobs? <laughs> I'm starting both of them. <laughs> One of my leagues. Um, oh I'm going to take Zeke. At least like he has something to show for. Uh, I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah, but he, he sees the workload. I'm just going to go with that. Uh, Brees Hall or... Rashad Penny. I'm going to go Penny. He has a good matchup. I like the way the Jets are using Brees Hall, but Zach Wilson's definitely going to be a cog in those plans. So I want to see how the gets utilized again this yeah. week. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Penny, too, but it's close for me for sure. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, who played very well last week, or Devin Singletary, who played very well last week. Stevenson, um, the Bills could change by week. All right. Uh, let's see. Cam Akers or uh, Cam Akers or Tony Pollard? Cam. I'm going to stick with Pollard on this one. No, nah, no, I'm going to go with Akers. You're right. Akers is the way, the better option here for sure. All right. Fantastic. Cool, cool, cool. All right. That's going to wrap up our star and sit show, guys. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, thank you for the fantasy questions. Again, any final questions? Throw them in real quick uh, before we get signed out here. Jibs, I'll let you start it, brother. Anything you want to say? Go Fens. Let's go. Go Fens. Yeah. My Dolphins are going to be in 4-0. Jibs' Eagles are going to be in 4-0. We are the undefeated fantasy coaches, not just Hey, hey he's saying that, guys. I'm not jinxing or doing I knocked on wood, man. Favorite. I knocked on wood, brother. I knocked on wood and after I said it. All right. So, uh, again, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, uh, please go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. we got all of our great content up there. We have us, the Dynasty Coaches. Uh, thank you, Kyle. As always, great episode. Uh, we have our rankings. We have our playbook up there. We have articles popping in every single week where it comes from the uh, biggest takeaways to the DFS article that we post. Uh, all of the above, guys. Please check it out. And, of course, please go check out nohouseadvantage.com and use the promo code COACHES. Help us out and make some money as well. So thank you guys for listening in. As always, please follow us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy for all of our great content updates. And we'll be back on Monday, guys for this crazy week four matchups to talk about who to pick up and some other things as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in until next time and have a... The bag is not far-fetched. We got a couple of block hands. I've been feeling super-duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players cover this nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed and these are the facts i keep it 100 like i'm running track listen up jack i'ma head back back to the blowing up blowing up blowing that go